This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson Burns, writer and the protagonist of Heroin Training. Today we're reflecting on The Artist's Way, Week 11, Recovering a Sense of Autonomy. Joining me is my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? My art life is keeping it real. Mm-hmm. I have had the the pleasure of uh, sharing some good stories about my sister, Lily, on the show in the past year or so. Um, you know, having her in L.A. with me is pretty awesome. And um, she is often a voice of reason in my life. So I've shared a couple stories th- throughout our time hosting a show of just her offering some insight or perspective that's been really helpful to me. But I wanted to share this week's because it just felt so relevant to our journeys with The Artist's Way and our journey as hosts of this show as artists. Um, So I, as listeners who've been following along know, I'm in the middle of moving, um, which comes with its own set of stress stressors. And... um. You know, my sister was checking in with me a couple days ago, and she said, "You know, how are you? What's what's on your mind?" And I, I, I sort of went to like, "I'm good. You know, I'm excited about the move, but I'm really stressed out because I really want to get some stuff moved over there soon, and I, I want to build my bed frame over there, and I want to like move things over in rounds, and uh, this and that, and I have these certain tasks that I, I want to complete, and I don't know when I'm going to fit it all in, and I've got a lot of work to do, and." <laughs> You know, all of, yeah. And um, and she said, aren't you getting movers at the end of the month? And I, I said, yes. She said, so you just want to bring things over sooner, even though you're paying for movers. She said, you can do this, Grace, uh, you know, at your convenience. But you know you don't have to, right? <laughs> and it was such, and it, I said, Ah, yes, the things that are stressing me out, as always, <laughs> are like self-imposed deadlines or tasks that I decided I have to do and then put in, put immense pressure on myself to complete for no reason other than my, you know, following my own idea. So I just wanted to share that story because it was a good, it was a very, it was a very like, just I think a lot of people who listen to this show know that feeling where we say, oh, I have to do something. I have to do this thing. I have to complete this idea. Um, and it's we put these self-imposed deadlines on ourselves and then are really stressed out. And it's like, I actually don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. Slow down. <laughs> I love how this is become a theme especially in the last couple of episodes but i i think it really started with the reading deprivation week for me when she says you can just put things off you don't have to by imposing that exercise really got me thinking about what what do i really have to do and what do what have i just gotten used to And I love how you have been able to notice this in yourself with help from your sister. Where do you think this self-imposition 
came from in this case. Do you know why you wanted to do things so quickly? Well, it's funny. I think that in my head, I actually want to make it easier on myself. Mm. So what I'm what I've been saying is how nice it would be that when I actually move in, you know, that night, I'll already have a bed set up. I'll already have the bathroom set up and certain kitchen things ready to go. So it won't be such a slog through unpacking and, you know, setting kitchen things up. Like the idea was to do something nice for myself. But then it became this, you know, list of errands and this pressure that I'm trying to fit into my schedule. And it's like, oh, right, the point of this was to be nice to myself. Well, that was so thoughtful of you for future grace at the expense of present day grace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's so relatable. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I was like, this is this is going to be something Zandra relates to. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> yeah. So, Zandra, how is your art life? Well, my art life is is attempting to go with the flow. There is a lot of Pisces energy in the air right now, which is really uncomfortable for me. I don't have a lot of water in my astrological chart and so i'm in this we're in this uh this phase of like flow and dreaminess and not really concentrating on things and it's so uncomfortable for me but i find that the artist's way is really helpful as a midway point for me of tapping into the what what that can do for me it's very like artist date energy so Mm -hmm. it's been so valuable to reflect back on going through the artist's way the first time as I prepare for these episodes because it's it's a reminder even if I'm not going through and doing all the work and the tasks it's a it's a reminder of where I was how far I've come and the amazing thing is I spot these synchronicities with myself just by lining up the weeks in the way that I have. It's um, I'll, I'll notice things that have come up again this week that started back when I started the Artist's Way program. And that's that's very exciting. Oh, do you have like certain ideas that you're rediscovering? Oh, I knew you would ask. So I was trying to come up with a succinct example, but um, it's like all the time. It's just little things like, oh, this artist date made me think of this song and I was just playing that song earlier today, that kind of thing. Um, It's the week of nourishment in the artist way week 11. That's one of the tasks. And I had just had the idea of like, oh, I should do some nourishment this week. Like, I should get some bath salts. I really feel like doing that. And uh, and then I opened up my notebook and I had sort of started that practice however many weeks ago. So it's been really fun to, to like piggyback on my own work that I put in. Yeah, I feel like the, the ideas we have and the opportunity to revisit them can only get better and better the more we really notice, the more we pay attention. Like, you know, here you are 
what what is it then like six months out from your oh not even a little less yeah because this was december this so week 11 for me was whenever more came out (laughs) that was like uh december oh gosh i'm a bad swifty i don't know but we didn't have very long to count down (laughs) so um yeah it was like mid-december so it's a good reminder to our listeners that like you can revisit the chapters or revisit like your notes from the chapters in the upcoming months because it sounds like it only you know the lessons only deepen and you are reminded of things that you want to do like it does, you don't have to just finish off the book and then go okay it's done goodbye <laughs> or like pick it up again and do it completely again Right, right. It's not an all or nothing thing. Because I did have that question too of like, oh, if we're going to be talking about this on our show, should I be like doing it again? And I realized eh, I'm getting something out of just reading my notes every week. And it's sort of like an advent calendar to myself. Like, oh, what Mm. what happened that week? And there's certain things that I promised myself that I forgot and have let slip like we discussed last week with the bottom line boundaries and then there are certain things that were like a huge revelation during one of the artist way weeks that now is just part of my life and i'm like that's cool i love that yeah grace we are almost done with this book oh my gosh i'm gonna miss it I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like we've gotten into such a groove. Um, we're, we're recovering a sense of autonomy. And um, this week yeah. we are. How did that go for you? There is so much beautiful writing in this week's chapter, but I was really excited about all of her talk of movement, of going for a walk, of getting things into your body, which we talked about last week. Um, because I mean, I agree with that because that really works for me, but also because I actually neglected to mention during my morning pages reread, I think that was week nine. Um, one of the key insights that I had or the key things that I noticed I bring up over and over, I talk a lot in my morning pages around wanting more movement about how I, you know, it will feel better if I do this certain stretch class, um, even if it's 10 minutes, you know, every day, or I really want to learn this dance or do this, you know, Pilates video more often. Um, it's because it feels good. It feels good in my body. It helps me process the world. And that came up so much more in my morning pages than I realized, like how much I say that I want to get more movement. And I was just so delighted because I had for- I forgot to mention that on the show um, when we talked about rereading morning pages. And then there she is, you know, Julia Cameron, uh, encouraging that exact uh, tool, whether it's walking or getting a physical hobby. Um, I felt really excited about that part. And my uh, roommate, Keisha, actually texted me to joke about it when she got to that part. Because she's like, okay, mom, like telling me to go out for a walk, like (laughs) joking around. She's like, I know. (laughs) Um, 
So I, I wonder what, you know, what your thoughts are on that part of this week or if you had anything you wanted to add. This was a good example of revisiting being useful because I remember reading this in um in real time, like when I did this for the first time. And she kind of she makes a strong case for exercise. And then there isn't really a lot of attention to it in the tasks. So I kind of mm-hmm. took it in and was like, okay, yeah, to do um, when I have time <laughs> and didn't implement it as much as I I hoped to at the time. But it's kind of sunk in since then. And I had a decision to make of I could go across town one day or I could just not. And I was like, you know what, it's movement, whatever, I'm going to try this today. And so I got on my bike for the first time in a year. And um, wow, yeah, it was very physically taxing. I was not expecting that. But um, I really, I was thinking about the writing from this chapter about how like um, she had a really good quote exercise teaches the rewards of process Mm. and I can just feel my mind going into this state of flow when I'm on my bike and I'm far from my destination I don't have access to like something to busy myself with I just have to be there Mm. and it was that that laundry folding feeling It's funny, though, because with the exercise example, I think that's something that people can make product oriented, Mm. right? Where it's like, I have to do exercise to achieve this goal. I have to burn this many calories or run this fast. I'm trying to reach this goal or, you know, lose this many pounds or, you know, reach this milestone so that I can then run this race, whatever it is. Um, I think that it, that can easily become a product oriented pursuit. So I, I noticed that too, that she wrote that. And I, I thought about the times in my life where some kind of exercise, some kind of movement practice has been product oriented versus when it has been a process, when it's been about feeling and and been about yeah what doing exactly what feels good in my body and um right it's such different sensations and and the process oriented one is the rewarding one <laughs> it's not it's not the like it, even if i do achieve the goal even if i do hit whatever that marker is um it's usually really miserable <laughs> so this is such a lovely reminder that it actually can be used in an unhealthy way or a more challenging, you know, more stressful way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you've connected the dots back around to, well, this is a reframing of how movement is often approached because I, I think that's the key to it for me that exercise is so often positioned as like an achievement thing. And I just feel like 
I'm working so hard towards other things that I'm achieving and other goals. And I'm so particular about my goal setting that I only really want to go after things that I care about. That a lot of the motivation for exercise is centered around arbitrary goals. And that really doesn't jive with me. So this is a rev- this is huge. This is huge. And it's, it's funny because as we're saying this, it's like I'm realizing how this is coming up in my art life right mm. now. Certain choices I've been making that are more process oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like as a, as a act of self-nurturance, as an act of respect for myself as an artist. I, without getting, giving too many details, I'm going to share a little story about uh, a process oriented decision I made Yay. that today I just had a director's meeting with you know a director who's wants to put me in a film that um, he's working on that is it would be a, a big deal for me to get in this just because there's a lot of recognizable names and it's a big project I'm a big studio lot and it's something that I've been you know in talks for for months because of the pandemic like production got slowed so much that it's only just starting up again and I had this talk with the director today and he He said, you know, we're starting filming next week and I can put you in the movie in like two or three scenes. And it's like, you know, I can give you a line or two and I can, you know, we can make that happen. He said, but in a few months, I'm filming more scenes and I can give you a meteor role. And I would rather do that. He said, it's up to you. I'm going to let you choose. I know the point you're in in your career that you deserve to be doing more challenging work. And I want to give you that opportunity. But I also know that you probably want to jump in and get cast in something now and get that credit now. Mm. And he's like, I'm going to leave it up to you. It is your choice. And we had this great talk and I chose I chose to to wait. Yeah. And that was a hard decision. But it was like. What do I want? Mm. Do I want to just say, oh, I got cast in a movie. I put this on my resume. Yeah. You know, I had one line. Or do I want to, like, respect myself as an artist? And gosh, I mean, what an amazing thing to, to what an amazing opportunity to be spoken to like Oh, that my gosh, yeah. From a director. Like, wow, amazing. That, you know, that's a whole episode in itself. But, um, yeah, there's something where I, I – I feel this has been coming up a lot in my art life is like I am choosing process. Well, congratulations. Not just oh, on you. this opportunity, but on choosing process. Yeah, I mean it feels like sometimes it feels like you know, I have to explain it or something. Like clearly here is another artist who who gave me the opportunity cuz he values the craft over hitting some goal quickly but i think with a lot of people i feel the need to explain those kinds of choices right Mm. i'm just going to do what feels good i'm going to do what resonates with my soul um and i mean talk about autonomy Mm. like this is exactly what this week should be right really choosing what is right for you I'm finding it so valuable to be surrounded by people I don't have to explain those things to. 
Amen. I get so used to it that every now and then I kind of reflect back and realize if I weren't talking to Grace or to fill-in-the-blank best friend, I would have gotten stuck in the first chapter of, of this story that I'm telling because it would mm-hmm. not make sense um, to somebody else's standards. But I'm just so grateful that I have people in my life who get it and who who encourage me to challenge myself in the areas that that really matter to me. Yeah. Where I can really grow. So speaking of like things in this chapter that are written about, but then they aren't actually in tasks. There was this segment on the artist's altar that I loved so much about building, you know, building an altar to creativity and and including some playfulness with it, including some, some fun, childish things. And then it wasn't in the tasks. And I'm wondering if you have an artist's altar, Zandra, and what's on it if you do. (laughs) I grew up always having these little corners of my, my closet or my room. And I would arrange all of my Harry Potter things and my theater Mm -hmm. things. And I was talking to my friend, Mary, who was teaching me about sensuality and spirituality and this, um, introduced me to altars basically. And I was like, I feel like I've been doing altars all along. I didn't even know it. And I described what it was to her. And she's like, yep, that's an altar. (laughs) That's what you do. But when it's presented to me, like, create this thing, I'm like, okay, how do I do it right? Mm. But I'm so I want to answer your question with like, well, no, technically, I don't have an art altar. But also I'm standing in this studio, which is a padded closet corner of our flat mm-hmm. with lots of um of shelves that have uh cups full of art supplies and books for the secret library for everyday wonderland and it's um I, as I stepped in here this morning I was like ooh it's so messy because I I've been holding on to things that come in the mail and magazines and stuff and being like that could be art and <laughs> the the thought occurred to me of like I should really get my art supplies under control but now that we're talking, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. I love this story because, <laughs> right, I know certain items that are in that studio. I know, like, <laughs> little manifestation goals that you have sort of tacked up on the wall. And it's like, that is exactly what an artist altar is. But, yeah, there is something about, like, when it becomes an assignment, you lose the point. <laughs> it gets to be about doing it right and achieving something. And it's, you're like, no, I, I actually already have this going on, so I'm not going to assign it to myself. Yeah. Well, you are in the process of of getting a new space, and I know how much you love designing your space. Are you thinking... So much. <laughs> yes. Are you thinking about incorporating something like an art altar? I definitely have one now. Um, I have on my little artist altar like a picture of 
my mom and my grandma and my sister in these like cool pirate costumes from a child's birthday party. And um, I have, yeah, like uh, pictures that I drew of the Muschietti siblings who are this like filmmaker siblings um, who made one of my favorite movies. And I have uh, a lot of items that Lori Kim has sent me. Um, octopod like yes. uh, plushes and um, some like, like a, a some cute little uh, clay figurines that her kids made me that are very inspiring to me as well. So those things all exist on my artist altar, and I, I will be redesigning it though when I move. So I guess right the next question is what's what's gonna change? What's gonna go up there that isn't there now? And I don't know the answer yet, but I guess it's time to start collecting. But go easy on yourself. Don't yeah, turn it into but, a right, thing. Do it from don't right don't don't turn it into an assignment. Um, but I do feel the need for something new. I will say mm. that. Um, so I'm excited to see how my new space, in its entirety, becomes an artist's altar because you know the new apartment is sort of being built. And designed around this artist loft, maximalist, library chic aesthetic. So the new apartment itself is an artist altar. Oh my gosh. I want to do like a whole audio tour of your new space. How do we do it? Yes. Yeah, we'll need to. That's my we'll figure it out. That's my request for this podcast that I'm on. Do you have any other things from this week that you want to highlight? No, I feel I feel content with where our conversation has wandered. I know we have a listener story. Would you like to share it? Sure. I just wanted to share a really uh, lovely email we got from Katra, my roommate. Um, she sent us a quote from the poet Amanda Gorman, and she was like, this is a perfect art life quote. So the poet writes, I think if I could go back in time and give myself a message, it would be to reiterate that my value as an artist doesn't come from how much I create. I think that mindset is yoked to capitalism. Being an artist is about how and why you touch people's lives, even if it's one person, even if that's yourself, in the process of art making. Oh, I'm so happy she sent this to us because it's it ended up being exactly what we spoke about today to start. That was not oh. planned. Oh, yeah. But um, but I also just I love that she's, you know, read this quote and said, I'm going to email it to the art life. I'm like, oh, people, please do that. That's so lovely. It's it's like my um my my friendship gratitude like side tangent that I went on during this episode it is so valuable to hear about other people who are living the art life Mm -hmm. because we are creating this thing here and with everyone listening and when there is a quote from outside of the show that is not related to the artist's way or to our show it just gives me hope that other people are are thinking this way too and creating this way too so let's stick together 
Grace, what is the art life? The art life is letting people choose and choosing what is right for you. Mm. What is the art life? The art life is exercise as a process. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she pointed out that the Webster's definition of exercise is the act of bringing into play or realizing in action. It's one of those linguistic things I don't really think about that mm. exercise has so much meaning to it in different scopes. So that that's helpful too. It really is. A lot of like reframes. Or a lot of like just letting things be what they should be, really. Yeah, I like that. As we conclude our series on the artist's way, this wouldn't be the art life without having a campfire episode inviting in your voices. So we have a new one coming up soon that we've titled Our Artist Dates. I would love to hear what all of you have been doing for artist dates, whether you just went on your first one today or if you've gone on hundreds of artist dates. So please send in your story about an artist date that you would love to share. It would be our great pleasure to read it aloud in a campfire episode coming soon. So you can email us theartlife at heroinetraining.com. And speaking of emailing us and us emailing you, it is a very good time to sign up for our newsletter, uh, which is on our website. Um, there's a direct link there to sign up. But uh, we are, you know, we've got a whole new newsletter with where we write about things we're watching and reading and enjoying and where we can keep you updated on what we are up to on the show and what our lovely, lovely past guests are up to because we are finishing the artist's way now in the next week. Oh my God. Um, we want to make sure people stay updated on what's next for the art life. So please uh, sign up for our newsletter if you haven't yet. Uh, we look forward to sharing more with you there. You'll find the link in our show notes and it's also theartlife.show. Sandra, we talked so much today about our art lives and our process, but for people who do want to view the product, <laughs> where can people find your art? My art, which is often about the process, yes, <laughs> is at heroinetraining.com. And I mentioned Everyday Wonderland as well, which is my program, my process-oriented program for finding wonder where you already are in one minute a week. So if you, it's a great complement to the artist's way. It doesn't take up yes. a lot of, thank you. It doesn't take up a lot of time. Um, but also if you're finishing the artist's way and you're looking for something to hold you accountable moving forward and be part of a um, a space of wonderful people who are doing that, then Everyday Wonderland is for you too. And you can read about that at everydaywonder.land. Grace, where can people find your art? 
The best place to keep up with me is just by giving me a follow on Instagram because that is where I update most, whether it's modeling work or this show or talking about what I'm up to on the, bi- the behind the scenes from being on set. Um, that is Instagram. Uh, my handle there is Grace Gordon Official. But I also have some new art pieces up at Sugarmint Gallery in Pasadena. Um, they're available to purchase and uh, they are up on their website. So if you want to see my current um, fine artwork, I have two pieces up in Sugarmint Gallery's uh, Occult and Witchcraft show, which is called Toil and Trouble, of course. Um, so the link is in our show notes to go see my work up at their shop online. Amazing. Well, everyone, until the Artist's Way finale, from my side of the world, I wish you all a good morning. And from my side of the world, I wish you all a good night. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson-Burns. You can find us online and subscribe to our newsletter at theartlife.show. And send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91617. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.